Welcome back to another episode of the Burning Veil Podcast. I am your host, Gideon, and I'm Chris, and I have my wonderful co-host. <laughs> oh, well, there he is, jumping in. <laughs> and we have two extremely special guests from Monster Radio, and one from On Wednesdays We Talk Weird. We have Ryan and Ashers. Morning, Hello. guys. Hey, How's hey. It going? I'm super excited about this conversation tonight. I I am extremely excited. I am fangirling. <laughs> fangirling geeking we've been talking for like an hour yeah we've been talking for like an hour and i'm still fangirling you're gonna be you're gonna be super excited um it's gonna be a good show i i am extremely hoping so so our our topic for the evening is the dog man uh, this kind of spurred from our Strange and Creepy Kansas episode with Constance Goodrich. We talked about the dog man a little bit. And in that episode, I ended up talking about a Twitter poll that Ashers did. And it ended up sparking this. So I'm extremely, extremely ecstatic to get into this. I'm extremely, extremely disappointed with how that Twitter poll went. Why is that? I, I can <laughs> see that. Against you. <laughs> I, I can I, see it was, that. Yeah, it was a conversation between uh, Pato and myself um, from On Wednesdays We Talk Weird about whether or not uh, werewolves and dogmen were the same thing. And um, I'm just going to say, I'm in my stance right here right now. Dogman and werewolves are the same thing. They're the same thing. So agree. what would people say that some of the differences are, though? Those who say it's different. Because when, like, Pat O... God love him. When Pato talks about werewolves, he thinks of like werewolves, like an American werewolf in London. You know, horror movie werewolves. People that that's the yeah. best werewolf movie, right? by the way. Just side note. Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> I love it. It's a no, classic. The best one. The best one has Anthony Hopkins in it. Best one has. Yeah. I like Ginger Snaps a lot. I like the whole oh, Ginger Snaps um, good. tie between like puberty and and where and, you know lycanthropy um anyway <laughs> some about the animatronics in the early 80s though with you know was awesome true anyway i don't want to get sidetracked on all um, that but <laughs> but yeah so i mean and and people do think that you know you think of werewolves and you think of you know people that transform into wolves there's a thing is that we know people can't transform we know they can't that's a fact that they cannot and um like sure i guess you can argue that well maybe that's just hidden knowledge from us from whoever the government <laughs> i guess is, is who we blame for everything <laughs> the right government the government but like listen if humans could transform elon musk would be oh, yeah. out there transforming all the time making all the money off of it you know what i mean <laughs> rogan like, straight up asked elon yeah. musk when are you going to become iron man <laughs> <laughs> right i mean you know people would be transforming all over the damn place i mean we'd have billionaires turning into birds and shit or whatever you know so we know people can't transform so but 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 werewolves came from somewhere right that lore didn't just pop up right out of nowhere and i think what happened was that way back in the day joe somebody would leave the village to go do joe somebody things and then a, a, a fucking dog man would storm in and destroy the place. And they'd all be like, well, that must have been Joe somebody because mm. he wasn't here. <laughs> and they just kind of assumed that he transformed into this thing. And then Joe comes back and he's like, hey, what happened? What I miss? And and then they hung him or burned <laughs> him or whatever. Um, okay, so. I, I can see that. I see that. And I, I raise you one, uh, something I talked about in Strange and Creepy Kansas. I raise you the possibility of 
a dark spirit or demonic entity changing the looks of somebody or changing the look of themselves to look as if they are a werewolf. And then when that presence seeps back, they quote unquote revert back to their human form. And it's basically a form of demonic possession. But it's only a visible, it's only a change to the beholder's eye, if that makes sense. Mm. It's a perception change rather than an actual body mm. change. And a physical transformation. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I don't personally subscribe to the idea of possession. Um, just because when you kind of look through history, you know, it's very closely tied to mm. Catholicism. And there's not really a lot of modern day cases that we can take and really pull apart from any of the modern day cases that we do have anymore. Um, you know, we we've been able to pinpoint them as mental illness or even physical illness. Um, I'm yes. not going to say that it is absolutely impossible. Nothing's impossible in my world. Um, but personally, it's just not an idea I subscribe to. Um, I, but... I personally, I personally hate the fact that when you tell somebody demonic possession or exorcism their first thought is catholicism but that is the the loudest voice yeah uh screaming i'm hungry basically right. uh, because they're the biggest influencers in the christian world and i personally do not consider them christian just because of some of their beliefs but that's that's a whole nother rabbit trail and that's a personal opinion sure. that's not important um but Christianity, the other denominations of Christianity, you know, like Baptist, Southern Baptist, Pentecostal, Church of God, Assembly of God, these, we have plenty of demonic possessions that we can tell you for a fact is if you're in the same room and you're seeing it, you can tell the difference between someone having a, let's say, a schizophrenic episode or something like that. There is a clear difference most of the time because of the atmosphere. But with that we just don't run to the newspaper and say we had a we had a confirmed exorcism that that's something we prefer to keep private with most of our stuff because that's not our story to tell basically that's not something we want to flaunt for other people that's something that we personally believe is better to if if they want to run to the newspaper and say i was demonically possessed and got freed this way that's their decision, not ours. And it, we feel it kind of wrong for the church to do that and basically shove our, our parishioners, our members, our our, fa our now family to the forefront and be like sink or swim. Sure. Okay. Well, that's, that's just how I look at it and a lot of people look at it as well. Um, there's a lot of confirmed cases with, you know, 20, 30, 40, hundreds, thousands of people at times seeing this happen, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, distortion of voices, knowledge of languages previously unknown. Um, you know, head spinning and pea soup isn't isn't always a telltale sure. sign. That's a movie and a book. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I've never seen the head spinning. I've never seen the pea soup thing. But I, I have seen the distortion of voices. I've seen uh, speaking in languages un previously unknown. I've seen bodies contort and shape and bones break with no literally no reason like you stick your hand out for a handshake and the bone just literally cracks in multiple places you can see wow. it you can hear it i've seen these things i've heard these things so that it, it is a thing that it does happen it's just not 
the Catholic Church no longer do, pushes the exorcism to the front because we've gotten more medical knowledge, more psychological knowledge. Uh, we've gotten better help, better medicine, better systems. Most of the things that are deemed as exorcism worthy are now able to be fixed, treated, or even completely eradicated via better medicine, modern medicine, and modern psychology. No, that makes sense. Very yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm off my soapbox. What do you think about the werewolf and, and dog man? Well, you know, I've always said that they're one in the same, but I can see where the confusion comes from. A lot of people are out there saying, if you look at the eye color, if it's red rather than yellow or amber, it's a werewolf. And they'll even say, if you look at the feet, you can tell it's a werewolf as opposed to a dog man. And I don't think that's true. I really don't. I think that's something that a certain YouTuber created and Ashley knows who I'm talking about. You know, so I think dog man and werewolf are actually one in the same. Okay. What do you think about okay. the possibility of people being possessed to mm. appear as dogmen? Oh boy, that's a that's a tricky slope for me right there because I believe in the Wendigo. You know this, Ashley. So, could they be possessed? Possibly, but why the form of a wolf? I mean, why would they run around like that? I say why but not? Because wolves are actually pretty bad. I, I, I think I have an answer for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I have mean, an answer for that. Running around like a werewolf, right. though, you know, I mean, if it's in the form of a wolf, they do risk getting shot at because there's people mm -hmm. out there that absolutely will hunt a dogman. Okay, if they yeah. know there's a dogman or a werewolf in the area, they will go hunt it. So taking on that form would be dangerous to basically everybody. Yeah, but think about this: if you're a demonic entity trying to sow fear chaos and confusion and to basically open other people through fear and and confusion mm -hmm. and scare tactics basically trying to open more people trying to scare people trying to do these different things why not a form of something that is literally physically impossible but has grown legs of its own well, that's a good point, Literally. but I mean, let's go down a different avenue with this. I mean, is it possible that some of these things being seen as werewolves could be from a possible topa effect? I I thought about that and played with that idea for a while, and I can say that I would believe personally it wouldn't be a topa, but an egregore. Okay. I, I personally believe that it would have to be an egregore. Because you think about this, how many people around the world know of and believe in werewolves or dogmen? Oh, yeah. Millions, probably. Especially with uh, with pop culture. Like, the conversation we were having before about, you know, the American werewolf in London and, you know, ginger snaps and stuff like that. It's It's been yeah. part of pop culture. Much like vampires have been part of pop culture. You know, and there's many examples with mm -hmm. them. Um my personal favorite being the Lost Boys from the '80s, so it's a oh great movie. Oh my god! Movie. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a great movie. I watched that movie last night. Too. But um, but yeah, Keeper maybe Sutherland. that's a right. But maybe that's a Ryan Reynolds that's, too. <laughs> All right, I got. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> that was a good one, Gideon. No, but but that's, that's okay. the thing. It's it's oh, those images are kind of because of pop culture are burned into people's minds and millions of people all over the world you know that's they like you said know what we all know what a werewolf is you know thanks to the movies thanks mm -hmm. to yeah. the stories thanks to pop culture thanks to you know stories that have been handed down 
That's true. It's one of the oh, oldest absolutely. monsters. That's for sure. Um, exactly. Oh yeah. You know, dog. And, ju- well, just dog people in general. I mean, um, yeah. you know, canine canine folk um, have been around forever. I mean, Ryan, you were just telling me the other day about what Anubis had a brother and. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, anything that has like the dog form, it's been feared by humans for as long as time. You know, it goes back to our DNA pretty much, you know, because canines are more predatory than we are. Yeah. So we've learned to be afraid of them through wolves and even, you know, mm. feral dogs. Well, you know, so, I yeah, mean, I mean, it's but my point, uh, just, you know, going back to the whole thing is that I'm just I'm disappointed in all of you. <laughs> and obviously dogmen werewolves are the same thing. And I'm the greatest and I'm right. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> all right point taken <laughs> no, it's, you know i mean that's no i i don't you know what that's fine um clearly i was in the minority um there and that's okay so i guess i need to do a better job at changing people's minds and uh well them now's the side, chance so. change our mind and and only fans might help no Get in. oh my gosh behave yourself over there <laughs> okay i'm sorry that was a terrible joke behave yourself Gideon. that was a oh, terrible no, joke i talked about pizza porn so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you just made me think of that episode from supernatural uh castiel and the the, the pizza man yeah i know exactly what, what one you're talking about so pizza porn yeah uh, yeah basically uh he's sitting there watching late night television which is you know like pizza porn and he's yeah, he yeah. asks the question he's an angel of the lord mind you <laughs> asks the question um if if the the pizza man truly loves this babysitter in this way why does he keep spanking her or disciplining her rear end <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. <It's> like, oh. <laughs> i've never watched supernatural i don't i've seen you a couple should episodes, it is so but good. i can never really you know get into it sorry I jive with that show. That show was my life for so long. Very nice. Well, that's okay. Everybody's yeah. got to like something. I mean, you know, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I will concede the fact that I do agree that the, the werewolves and dogman thing are in fact the same thing. But the root cause of what they are was more of what I called into question okay. during that. Okay. That that was just me personally. Because, I mean, like, like we just discussed, you know, what is the the root cause of why there is a dog man. Is it an actual creature that's just lost to anatomy in time? Uh, like the Bigfoot or different, different like Nessie and different creatures like that. Uh, or is it something that's, you know, brought on by maybe let's say a dark spirit or, you know, uh, some kind of possible hoodoo voodoo mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like my, my favorite werewolf story personally is the Rougarou or the loop guru. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I spend a lot of time in Louisiana and I love Cajun, Cajun culture and folklore. And I latched onto the loop guru and basically the concept, if you've never dug into it, it is so funny to me because if you're a bad Catholic during Lent, you're going to be cursed for like a hundred and I think it's like 31 or 21 days or something like that to be a werewolf. Yep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it's Which like so wild. Yeah. And I like how, like, I like the tale where like, if you're being chased by one, you need to drop like 13 coins on the ground and like it will stop and count it. Like it yeah, will stop, it'll stop and count you. them. It will stop to yeah. count this change. And it's like, that does it. That reminds me of the leprechaun. How if you throw shoes at him, he has to stop and clean them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That is. But no, um, you know, personally, and, and I've thought about this for a long time because I, I'm still very on the fence about dog man. Um, I flip-flop my opinion on this thing 
a lot. And, um, you know, it's, 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 what's that? It's true. You do. It's true. I do. I'm like, ah, you know, there's no way this is ridiculous. And then, and then I hear a new story or, you know, encounter or, you know, something weird happens in my research with it. And then it, it, I'm like, I'm baffled, you know, whatever it is, I'm, I'm very convinced at minimum that it's not any, it's not natural. It's not part of our world. No. Yeah. There's Um, no way possible. No, it doesn't track the evolutionary line. It is not, it's nowhere, you know? Um, and, and, so and I, if dogs had learned to stand up to form that natural evolution, we would see that in our homes. Yeah. <laughs> Domesticated dogs don't do that. They haven't done that. I mean, we would see it anywhere, period. In the wild, we'd see them. It, Domesticated yeah, dogs, then, maybe yeah. we could breed them for their really? jobs. But we Wolves would see are known to wild. stand up on two legs for a brief time. But even at that, you know, it's a very, very mm. brief time. Well, yeah, but they're not either. like... They're not like uh, Chris Hemsworth buff running around. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You know, that's something I've always found really interesting about the current dogman sightings is the change in the physiology. I've noticed that. They keep getting yeah, larger okay. and larger. Yeah, yes. I mean, they originally started out being pretty emaciated. Now suddenly they're bodybuilders. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the, is, the nerdy kid very, from your high school has yeah. bulked up. Yeah, it's fascinating how they change so much over the years. They were only like four foot tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now there's were. people that are like, oh, it was 12 feet tall. Like, well, the position no of the arms changed too, though. The you know, in the original the sightings, arms? the arms were actually more forward. They weren't where the human arms were located. Ah, I didn't mm-hmm. catch that, but okay. I see Yeah, it. they were in a very, very different position, but it seems like over the years, you know, they got more human features and they started getting bigger and taller and more ferocious. So you got to wonder what's behind that. I I think I have the possibility of an answer to that. Fire away. Uh, And I know Asher's is not going to like this. Um, Uh uh, The possibility of most of the dogmen sightings we're getting at this point are type three Sasquatches, the Gugwe. My boys. (laughs) So I don't disagree with that at all. Um, That's actually, I think that, um, so um, Alexander Petikoff, he does, a ton of stuff he does all kinds of things um him and i were chit-chatting one day about um how he was he gave some talk somewhere and someone came after came up to him afterwards and described you know they didn't know if they had seen a bigfoot they said it kind of looked like a dog but it kind of looked like a bigfoot um you know and, and they were confused i mean these stories are all over the place and i agree i think that people Unless they're describing the really long, defined snout. You know, if they're describing like the German Shepherd type, I don't know mm-hmm. the type names. Ryan's way better at this than I am. Um, you know, then clearly, you know, that's more dog, that's more canine-like. But if it's got more of a smushed face, um, you know, then I, I don't know why we wouldn't think that it's more primate-like than anything. And you're just mistaken I, because you're scared well, because you're seeing something mm. that shouldn't exist. If you look at the Dogman chart that's out there, interestingly enough, the type 2 doesn't really belong in that dogman chart at all because it looks so much like an ape yeah because the physical description it shows that it's more like you know a monkey or a baboon with the ears on the side of the head as opposed on top of the head so i do think people are seeing a lot of gugwe here i i have something else that might go along with what asher's was saying and probably fit in fall in line there with what you were saying ryan um i have in my infinite library of bull somewhere i'd have to find it (laughs) a story that someone personally related uh someone from the 
uh, Comanche tribe while I was in Oklahoma relayed to me of what they saw, what they call the red eyes, which is what we call the Gugwe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very, very certain. What he described to me was, you know, the, the, the dog man encounters that we're getting today. And I asked him, what makes you think that this is not a, a dog man? And he looked at me and he said, it had a wolf's head on the top, but it was much shorter than what I described it. So you described an 11 foot gugwe to me, but it's got a wolf's mouth. He said, yes, that's because it's not 11 foot tall. It's a 10 foot gugwe with uh, a headdress, a wolf's oh. face, a wolf's head on it. And okay, that I've put the that. ears on the top and covered most of the gugwe like features. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, but apparently he was talking about, and he went down this little rabbit hole of family lineage and traditions about they in most native american tribes they teach how to spot the difference between the the big people and the red eyes because apparently they classify them as different and i've heard a lot of stories where they do classify them as two they basically clay the 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 wild people the big people um as friendly and you know as long as you respect them and nature they'll respect you that kind of thing whereas the red eyes they they tell you run they'll eat you Mm -hmm. and uh that was basically what he was describing to me was basically a gugwe wearing a wolf's head like a tanned out wolf's head Hmm. as as a basically a headdress or a hat so that could possibly be what it is it's not that the dogmen are getting taller. It could possibly be that the gugwees are, you know, like a foot shorter. And then you've got this headdress on top that makes it look like a dogman, which would explain why the, why the arms are more in a human position and the, they're getting buffer and bulkier. There's no dogman gems that I'm aware of. <laughs> so that would explain that to me in my mind. But what are you guys' thoughts on this? Um, well, uh, Ryan, have you ever heard of, of the gugwee? donning headdresses i have yeah i actually uh, i spoke to a couple of people that said they saw some of them wearing something like that so it's not really new to me it is fascinating though i i agree i i have a couple stories of type one and type two uh sasquatch also wearing humans clothes like stealing we and talked wearing about human that clothes. when we went through our strange and creepy yes. georgia episode the okie finoki swamp you were talking yeah. about um yeah yeah it was it was like a sas- sasquatch type creature but you know they had made their own clothes it was like a it was almost like a humanoid sort of civilization out in the middle of the okie swamp it's yeah. a huge swamp south georgia north florida you know um but yeah we had touched on that uh, in our strange and, cre- and creepy georgia episode and it that is particularly fascinating to me especially um especially when you hear about like the hills have eyes type of things where, you know, you have these, these people or creatures or Sasquatches or whatever (laughs) living and, and basically having their own society there. I know there are documented cases of, of people that have been like so far removed from society you know, you're talking tribes in, in South America or tribes of people in places like Guam or in the South Pacific. You know, that kind of thing sure. does yeah. exist. And we know this. Oh, yeah. What's to say there's not, you know, a community of squatches 
living in a in the middle of a a swamp somewhere and especially that we know that that our national parks have acres and miles of basically uncharted land i mean yeah we've seen it from the air and stuff like that but there's land that humans have never stepped foot in in the united states within our the borders of our national parks so how do we know what all's out there yeah there's a um there's a really famous and i can never remember the name but I really want to do an episode on like places that humans can't physically get to because people don't understand, especially if they if they grow up in the city, they live in the city and they don't really yeah. travel a lot. They really don't get how much untouched land is out there. But there's a true crime case about a uh, um, uh, a couple that was uh, supposed to get married. And uh, one of one of them killed the other one. I can't remember if it was a girl or a guy, but one of them died. And uh, they did it by taking taking them and pushing them off of a cliff at a national park. And the person who's dead, their body's still there because we can't. We know it's there. Wow. We can't get to it. Yeah, I know what you're talking. I've about. I've heard that story too, and I think the yeah, guy pushed the, the girl off the cliff. But I've definitely heard. I think that you're story, right about yeah. that. Yeah, and and they can't get. They're still there, you know, because we we can't get there. Um, yeah. You know, and that's and there's there's also that guy, the um the caver dude. That's a big story. He was like he got stuck in the cave and he died there, and his body they never recovered it because they couldn't mm-hmm. get to him in the first place to save him. Right. And it took him like two days to die, and and like rescue crews were there trying to get him out, and they couldn't. And yeah, that that also brings to mind uh, the missing four one one David Polites. Uh, his his entire vastness. I have an entire like folder that's like 57 gigabytes on my laptop and on a hard drive so atf fbi you can bite me um i got backups on backups um i am not one candle society they lost a lot of stuff because of their older videos because apparently we believe the government said nope this is not for human ears Um, they're too close or something like that. I I don't remember the particulars. It's been a good long while. That's just a a joke. But, um, I have a backup file. Like I said, 57 gigabytes. That's literally all just about one national park. Wow. Wow. Just one. And because it fascinates me the most. That's not something that I've, I've dug too deeply into. Um, but my, my first thought on all these people going missing in these places is that people, you know, nature is scary and people go fucking missing because, they do, mm-hmm. it's dangerous um yeah, but sure. like i said in all fairness i haven't i haven't deep dived into it personally um well my whole my whole point time, in bringing all that up is just that we don't know what all's out there you know we don't yeah, they yeah, could there could be communities of squatches i call them squatches sasquatches big feet or uh, just our topic tonight dogmen there could be communities packs we'll call them packs since you know canine uh, there could sure. be packs of of different breeds of dogmen out there. We don't know because Absolutely. there's, you know, there's just so much we, you know, we haven't discovered yet. So yeah. when you when you when you draw the ties and you go, hey, um, the Gugwe and, and the dogman are probably the same thing, and that's what people are really saying. Um, I have to I have to one up you here and and uh, call into question whether or not that's entirely true because ryan saw dog man oh my gosh oh, you got to tell that story ryan and Absolutely. it didn't look like any of that it, it was a very well, specific I, type 
That's why I mentioned I, that on Twitter, you know, when I said that mine looked more hyena-like. The one that I saw yeah. was very distinctly hyena mm. in appearance. I, I'm not saying that all Dogman encounters are Gugwee for a fact, 100%. There's no such thing as a Dogman. I'm just saying that a good vast majority could mm-hmm. possibly be that because i mean especially a lot of the more modern that's coming up a lot of the more fresh ones that people are seeing like we talked about arm placement they're buff they're larger that could be an explanation to those sightings not all what's to say there's not different breeds to chew on for you know how there's well yeah okay but let's chew on this for a minute though i mean they say that gugwee is a type of bigfoot correct Mm -hmm. right all right so if it was a type of sasquatch it would be a primate so when people are seeing dogman though they see claws distinctly claws on the the digitized hands you know the human hands so then why would gugwe have claws like that they're primates primates don't have claws mm, they have nails that's true primates have fingernails so, yeah I, I i would think either fingernails or the fact that they're they're crafting headdresses yeah. and things like well, that out of I, animals that's exactly it where is my mind went when he was possible that just now the whole headdress thing. Yeah, it's possible they could like like a panther or a cougar, a mountain lion, cougar, pound, right. whatever but you I mean, want to call I think it. Really, though, what we have to also look at is what kind of animals are available in the area. You know, like in my case, no hyenas in Arizona, so where would the headdress come from? And then you get to look at other people that see gugwe as well. Are there wolves in the area or anything similar? Well, in Arizona, you have a lot of coyotes, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Could. What are the size of the coyotes? Well, I was going to ask how similar are coyotes to small. you know hyenas? You know, I mean, <laughs> not, at <laughs> not at all. Not at all. When you That's look why at I'm coyotes asking, and hyenas, hyenas aren't really like dogs yeah. at all. So, yeah, very like, different face shapes. Hyenas have more. They, I mean, they almost have more of a smushed face, whereas like coyotes have a, you know, more of a typical canine face. A long yeah, yeah. Coyotes almost look like. A well, I know, I know there is such yeah, a thing I'm, as the African wild dog. And for the longest time, if I if I saw a picture of that, you know, I would automatically think hyena because they do look kind of similar, you know. Well, now recently I know the differences, but, you know, I was I don't know. Is there a possible similarity between something like that and a coyote? Just asking, just asking. No, no, not at all. No, no. Um, so from the sounds of it and what I what I just do using my Google box here, the coyotes in Arizona are pretty much the same as the coyotes yeah. here in Florida. And they're like a chihuahua compared to a oh, hyena, okay. dude. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, they're very, very, very small. You could have, ki- I mean, you can have kai dogs anywhere. You can have the yeah, hybrids pop up anytime. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. could have larger looking you know, but then you're talking about a very, it would have to be a very particular set of circumstances where you had a Kai dog that bred with another dog to the point to where the, even the coloring of the, of the fur and then the facial features ended up looking very hyena-like. And then yeah. a Gugwee would kill that thing and then take its head and put it on its head. And then Ryan would see it. You know? <laughs> there, there's so many, so many, uh, there's too many numbers to attempt to right. calculate of the odds of that. But yeah, here's another right. possibility um, that I've been hearing a lot of traction on lately, and I haven't bothered to look into much until now. Dire wolves, like apparently like dire dogs and dire wolves, people are seeing them in America as well, like all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to be extremely large. They're like yeah. Great Dane or bigger, but they oh, look yeah. like wolves. Right. Yeah. 
So that could be another possibility of there's pl- there's a lot of dire dogs or dire wolves, whatever you want to call them out there, and the Gugwe could be killing them because they look wolf-like hmm. enough to use in certain areas, or they're just using actual legitimate wolves in certain areas, like Montana, Yellowstone. Yeah. The right. wolves are massive. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, here's something else to consider, too, though. When a lot of people see Dogman, though, they actually report seeing the eyes blink. So if they're looking directly in the eyes of said Dogman... It's not a headdress. A headdress couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, I I agree that. Like I said, I'm not saying all Gugwe are Dogman and not all Dogman sightings are Gugwe. I'm just saying that there's a good portion that probably are. That that, A good portion that matches. I I think there's some that definitely are Gugwe, yeah. Back when I was a young uh, wannabe cryptozoologist way back in a long time ago. Um, <laughs> when you would talk about things like Dogman, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't a, a bipedal canine that, you know, had human-like features. It, it was just these giant dogs that were sighted everywhere. Um, and, you know, it was kind of, uh, when you talk about more classic cryptozoology, of course, you're talking more things that could biologically exist. And really, giant canines absolutely can and do exist. Um, there's always yeah. going to be one that's yeah. bigger, you know. Um, there's always going to be a record holder. And there's so... always a bigger fish. <laughs> oh, oh if he did it, he quoted Qui Gon. I knew somebody <laughs> was going to do it. So proud of that. <laughs> but You're you know, welcome. It's it's out there, and so I mean, that's what it was. It really, I'll be honest with you, like this concept didn't really start blowing up, at least from my perspective. And maybe I'm wrong, but it really didn't start blowing up until the the Gable film came out. Yeah, and even then, yes and no, yes and no, because I mean, Linda Godfrey reported a lot of encounters before that film was put out. I, I'm sure True. she did. But I'm saying in popularity, as popular nowadays, a lot of people have heard of this, uh, have heard of Dogman, right? That's mm-hmm. a thing. I don't feel like it was like a thing then. It was. I mean, it wasn't as common, no, but there were a lot of people that knew about it way back when, sure. I, I, I will say that I have to make note just for the fact that my, my father, um, he saw a skunk ape. When I was extremely young, I remember him coming in extremely upset and frazzled as a man who's been hunting for his entire life, you know, 40 something years at that point. I think it was 43 or 44 years at that point, um, his entire life, basically and down in the swamps of Florida and even up into the Carolinas coming in and being frazzled by something he saw. He's seen a Bigfoot, a skunk ape. He's seen a, a, a type one patty type Bigfoot when he was a kid, that kind of thing. So he's. In the Bigfoot corner, absolutely, but he is diehard, die there's no such thing as a dog man, and he won't believe any encounter, he just says that, oh, well, that's just a Bigfoot or a Gugwe, mm-hmm. and that's his line is, there's no such thing, right. so I have to, just for a moment, to do all due diligence, even though it's like nails down a chalkboard for me at the moment, I have to bring this part of the argument up of what if there's no such thing? What are some other causes that it could, in fact, be other than a Gugwe or a Dogman? Good question. Very good question. Because my mind, I I spent all nine hours today at work trying to figure this out, and I got zero. (laughs) I got nothing. What if they're interdimensional beings? You know, what if they're not from here? What if they slip on over here, do what they got to do? That's a great question. That is a great question. What if they're linked? 
what if they could possibly even let's go a step farther and be linked to the staircases in the woods? Those staircases freak oh, me out. I never thought about that. Oh, they do so bad. <laughs> they do. I just want to so And what's those. even crazier is that the uh, the National Fish and Wildlife or the uh, National Park Service, they won't let you go near them. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to go near them. Oh yeah, they come no, upon no. one. If you try no. and descend it, you will get yeah, you get thrown out pretty much. They'll be on you like white on rice. Wow. Oh yeah, I I think that personally the the staircases in the woods thing is either anti dimensional time traveling, or they are possibly some kind of portal tech portal to portal technology that we're playing with, but we're using the national parks and the the uh, management areas and wildlife refuges and such because they're usually in places that are like no one's gonna be here, right. So one of those three possibilities, in my opinion, and if they're interdimensional travel, they just poof, there it is. That could be a way for them to come in and out, or they could be like, I don't know, Ben 10 from the Ben 10 Action K series where he just like has a wristwatch that goes, all right, dimension 33C, off we go. Yeah, why would they put a stair? Know. Why would they have a staircase? I mean, you're telling me that these things can hop dimensions, but they they have to. They put a fucking staircase there, so that way I, it is the I, weirdest I'm just thing. Saying it it is the weirdest okay. thing. But That's there's right. pictures of them. They, I mean, they are out there. It's for orderly but departure. If you try athlete, to go near them, you know, there there's a, basically a park ranger that's going to stop you. You know. Yeah. I've yeah. The they like crawl out of the woods and stuff. <laughs> My research partner. She's she's gung ho about it. Like she she wants to find one of the and I'm I'm with her. Yeah, let's find these staircases. We haven't found any yet, and we go all kinds of places. Um, I, I do not recommend it. I, I no, I will. I'm not. Afraid. I, I do I, I not recommend your ways first, Ashley. Every listen, everybody knows already that if I go missing, it's 100% the government's <laughs> fault. So it, that's that's, that's fair. accountability. Yeah, everybody knows already. Really I put it out there. Um, so they know they can't they can't unalive me because I <laughs> if, and and just about everybody in my life knows that uh, if I go missing, I'm not in in, you know, some holding cell by alphabet soup or something. I've done something extremely stupid and tried to fist fight a bear or a Bigfoot. <laughs> you wouldn't fist fight a Bigfoot, though, the way or you I... are about Big Feet, you know, you wouldn't you'd be like trying no, to make no. friends with it. and <laughs> Or, or live among yeah, their exactly. society. I've gone if I go missing, I've gone feral in the woods, and the Bigfoot have accepted me. There you me. go. <laughs> that sounds more like you. That's me too. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> Not, yeah, totally. I get Unless it. it's a red eye, then I will. I will headbutt that man. <laughs> <laughs> helmet and all. I have. I have a Viking chain helmet somewhere too. Well, then maybe you need to take. I, I, don't, I don't think know, that's going to help I think, you. I think I'm you sorry, would, bro. I, I, I don't think it's going to help much. Yeah. You have to try, you know. You have to do what you have to do. I mean, right. if the the Viking chain helmet won't help me, the nine mil or forty five might. might. It might, unless you're in Texas, and then you can get a charge for it because it's illegal to kill Sasquatches in Texas and Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. And oh, Washington. and Washington too. And Washington, yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. Uh, there's, I think Alabama's trying to make it like a two million dollar fine if you yeah, shoot a Bigfoot and don't kill it. Oh my gosh. Don't kill it. Yeah, if you just wound it, it's like two million dollars. <laughs> wow. What is the Bigfoot gonna go tell on you? I don't. <laughs> I can see Cletus now pulling up to the diner, and be like, "I shot me a Bigfoot, Mama." 
town sheriff, son, did you kill it? No, sir. Two million dollars, please. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for this. Oh. Well, I guess Uncle Daddy gonna have to bail me out Uncle of jail. Daddy. Hey, we we determined that that's more of a Northeast thing, not an Alabama thing. That's more of a Florida thing too. I mean, <laughs> Baker County is uh, I, I, the funniest story that sums up Baker County, Florida, is we, when Eric when Hurricane Irma came through. It was a Cat Five. Okay, it was a pretty big one. Um, we were driving through Baker County and we were seeing the devastation and the mess. And I heard over the radio that like f- 4 million people or not 4 million, it was 4,000 people in Baker County were still without power. I looked at my father and said, Baker County had power. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's like the Alabama of Florida. Like, yeah, all 4,000 of them, they all had, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, like all 4,000 of them are sitting in the dark with their oil lanterns. Now, like, look, I, I live right next door to Alabama. I live about 20 minutes from the Alabama line, and Alabamans are nice people, okay? <laughs> just don't drive through Mobile at 2 oh, o'clock in the morning. about Mobile. I'm up, uh, I'm up by Huntsville, I guess. I guess that would be. No, Oxford's on the other side of the, the border. But no, yeah. no, it's like, and, and, you know, everybody jokes on Alabama. I think Alabama gets a bad rap. Gideon and I have talked about this before. Um, the whole inbred yeah. thing, I think that comes from upstate New York and upstate Pennsylvania more than anything else. It does. So. It does. It does. Florida is the only state in the South, like below the Mason-Dixon line, that it is legal to marry your first cousin or any cousin for that matter. <laughs> yeah, that's like. Florida's it. I mean, Alabama is like sixth cousin or some crap like that. Oh, wow. But like that's that's like way way out there down the line that there's not enough blood percentage between the two of wow. you at that point to even be considered family past like I think it's three. Yeah, but it's still on the long book or two or three something cousin. like that. I've we, never we had even to do the math had, personally, <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> That's a great in, in our in our strange and creepy Alabama. You guys got to go listen to the strange and creepy Alabama episode if you haven't yet. It's so funny. I stick up for um, Alabama. We actually, yeah, we actually, yeah. Chris sticks up for Alabama, and I do a little bit because we actually. I have the statistics in my hand of the deformity rate due to inbreeding. Okay. <laughs> and you're gonna laugh at this. You do not start getting deformities in inbreeding in a major spikeage until it's fourth or fifth generation of brother and sister. Hmm. Wait, so what does that mean exactly? That means that the statistics of, let's say you take two, two people who don't know each other from Adam's house cat, they marry and have a child. The national statistics of America, that is the national statistic of the deformity rate is like 3.02. Or no, it's 4.00. So it's 4% across the board. Okay. okay. So it's only a 4% possibility. You take a brother and a sister, first generation brother and sister, and they marry and have a child. The percentage rate only goes up by one point hmm. of de- the deformity rate. It's only one point difference, one or two wow. points difference. I see what you're saying, you- but- but then if they had two kids and then those two kids had two kids got together married. and then okay. Yes. I and see. then those two got like third or fourth generation. So you're talking 
Billy Joe and Bobby Sue marry, have two kids, Billy Joe and Bobby Sue's kids marry, then those kids marry, and then those kids marry, then you've got a 5.21% of deformity rate. It only goes up little by little, but uh, that's the biggest issue that the monarchies of Europe had. Uh, Look at Charles the Great. Charles the Great, I think, is who it was. He had a long, he was like 14th or 15th generation inbred to the point where he could not speak properly because his jaw was so extended. Um, it, it was a mess. Look the man up. I think it's Charles the Great. <laughs> okay. I will look that up just because I, I, I like weird <laughs> shit, so it sounds pretty Again, I've never had to do the math on this. Um, I'm uh, pretty happy in my current relationship, and as far as I know, we aren't related. So That's a good thing. God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh that'd be weird you know but uh interesting no we did a alabama episode for the um me and pato do uh weird world for the patreon and uh we've been going through the states so far talking about all the strange things there and um our biggest takeaway about alabama was that we really didn't know shit about it except for what we yeah. talked about in forrest gump <laughs> and then we like shit all over forrest gump about like how he's a liar and like <laughs> it's, it's no no hilarious. take it, take it okay charles the lives- fifth that lives right next door i've been to alabama many times i work with a lot of people from alabama i you know i have nothing bad to say about them they're all very nice people and about as friendly as you can they are so friendly it could piss you off sometimes so (laughs) but oh yeah did forrest gump lie about all those things he said he did i think so. pretty much i mean yeah see (laughs) fuck that guy (laughs) charles the fifth is the, the guy i was talking about yeah, Charles V was the the inbred king I was talking about. Look him up. It's absolutely ghastly. Uh, his portrait is the most famous because <laughs> long chin. Anyways, um, <laughs> but I have my brother in law is from Alabama. He's from Huntsville, Alabama, and I pulled one of his personal stories of of his personal encounter for our strange and creepy Alabama episode. And he, I, he gets so angry when I talk about banjos and cousin kissing and all this different yeah, typical quote, typical Alabama stuff End quote, he gets so mad about it because he says, and I quote, we're not like that. Well, he's not wrong, but I mean, you know, <laughs> he's not most wrong of the time. You know, they laugh about it too. They're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know if you, if you constantly have to defend that you're not like that, you're probably like that a little bit. <laughs> Everybody's like that a little I think, bit. I don't know. I think <laughs> even though even though the movie Deliverance takes place in Georgia, oh my god, <laughs> I think Alabama gets oh the rap god. for Deliverance. People think Alabama, they think Deliverance. Actually, you know that took place in yeah. Georgia, where I'm living now, up in the mountains. <laughs> Right, it's where it's at. Is where mean, it's at. You know, that's. And you want to talk about Sasquatch sightings? Blue Ridge Mountains. Right, you're talking about Alabama Ooh. and Georgia. Like, listen, you guys ever been? To oh West yeah, Virginia? West Virginia. I, I have. Awesome. My family's from West it Virginia. West Virginia beautiful awesome. up there. The people, though. The people. The mountain people. Mm. The bush people. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my family's from West Virginia. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. 
West Virginia is great. Um, I, I absolutely love it there. But yeah, when you start really getting into the mountains, you're like, um, I'm not safe anymore. <laughs> I think that is where, um, well, you were talking about these people that kind of live off in obscurity and they're, mm-hmm. and actually, um, Brian, I was just telling you about, gosh, what's that family's name? Do you remember? Mm, no, I don't. I was just watching documentaries about them. There's like some famous inbred family that like was oh. discovered out of nowhere and they're like super inbred. I think inbred. there's a TV show about them, the Wild Whites of West Virginia. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> no, those people are inbred. They're just they do oh, a lot okay. of drugs. Right. Well, um, <laughs> but there is a documentary. There's like a series of documentaries about this. I think they're the Whitaker okay. family. That sounds about right. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, they are um, like, I mean, super. I mean, they talk to each other and like grunts and yelps and they understand they've made up wow. their own language because their family's so fucking inbred. Yeah. And this guy went and like, I don't know, he helped him out with a lot of things. Sounds like, like wrong he, turn kind of yeah, I was just thinking it about is. that. It really is. Or like hills that. have eyes. And these people are real. Mm-hmm. You know, they really exist. And he'll go back every little bit because he'll raise money for him on the Internet and help him fix up their trailers and and things it's nice but it's crazy it's wild you know you don't know that shit like that exists in, until you're made aware of it you really don't think about it besides you know this is a movie mm-hmm. but it's real <laughs> those oh, yeah. things happen a lot and there is clorox on the counter <laughs> there is pseudofed in the corner <laughs> well i mean here's the thing though it, you know there's i think we're talking you know, we want to single out places like Alabama and the Blue Ridge Mountains and West Virginia. And, th- you know, those are the obvious. But, you know, we don't talk about Western Pennsylvania, you know, rural areas up there. Oh, God. Or, you know, the rural Wisconsin. New York or Vermont or Wisconsin. Wisconsin. You know, or, mm-hmm. you know, parts of Michigan. I, 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 I'm just throwing all kinds of all kinds of places out there. But there's, you know, there's. <laughs> There's all kinds of very rural, very remote areas all over the country, you know? Oh, yeah. And oh, and yeah. I got something that I want to bring up, but it's going to kind of slightly change the topic. Um, Ryan, Ashers yeah. tells me that you are a bona fide, certified uh, cryptozoologist. So I wanted to bring a story to your attention that I found about where Chris lives. Okay. Uh, I brought it into our strange and creepy Georgia episode and he like freaked out because it's like right across the mountain from him. Um, I can't remember the name of the town, Decatur. but do you remember what the name Decatur. of the town was? Chris Decatur. Okay. No, 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 no not, not that one. one. The, 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 yeah. Okay. I'll get into the story and you can tell okay. me the, the thing. Okay. So basically across, there's a town across the mountain from where Chris lives and, supposedly this is this is the story so i'm not gonna i don't know if it's true or not i would personally love for it to be apparently during the civil war there was a a skirmish that had a battle that happened there and when the unions and the johnny reb fought on the field they took johnny reb on the run so when johnny reb went on the run they didn't, the union didn't give them a chance to collect their debt. So they just marched over their dead and pursued them. Okay. That wasn't standard tactic at the time, but it was becoming standard. Um, and apparently there was a young soldier boy that was supposedly killed. And the union army basically moved through and believed him to be dead, but apparently he already wasn't. Apparently, some of the people of the town saw a large wild man take him off into the woods 
And the next time they were in that area some years later, the large wild man that they saw had the cap of a Johnny Reb on his head. And they still have sightings supposedly to this day of a Bigfoot wearing a Confederate battle cap. They have named him the Wild Blue Boy. Okay. What What do you think about that? Oh, you know, that's actually a new one to me, but that's definitely going to require some more research. Yeah. It sounds I, really interesting. I mean, could they do that? I think they could. You know, just take some clothes or whatever and monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. I, I think it was kind of more of a – the story basically kind of hinted at there was a little more there. Uh, basically like he took this wounded, this wounded young man off to die, to die. And when he died, he took something that was his, that would fit him to remember him by kind of thing is the way it was kind of portrayed. I mean, um, it could be, it would be the I, first I, time I've heard about something like, you know, some emotional attachment. The only due diligence that I honestly could do to this story is that there was in fact a union and a civil war skirmish there. Right. That did, in fact, happen. The way it was described to that point did, in fact, happen, where they pushed over the dead, gave them no chance to collect their dead. Mm-hmm. And the town reports that when the onlookers that were there, because that was fairly common for the time as well, onlookers did, in fact, see that there was a, basically someone's there lying on the dead, lying on the ground, what they think dead. And then they look away and boom, he's gone. So the town basically, it's possible he could have just like crawled off into the woods to die. But anything's possible at that point. Uh, I personally would love for that story to be, in fact, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And now there's a Bigfoot running around with a Johnny Reb's cap. But how (laughs) old would he have to be? Oh, He'd be way too old by now. I mean, they have to have a lifespan that's not, you know, immortal. Yeah, yeah, like I could, I could see like, so the lifespan of a human being modernly is, you know, like 75, 80, something like that supposed that, to be, yeah. used to be into the hundreds. So right. you could live 112, 113 years easily during the time of the Civil War at that point. It was much more possible. Mm-hmm. I think that their lifespan would be much greater than a human being's. Would it be though? Because I mean, you got to think they're outdoors at all times, and they have more yeah. hazards than we do. But I will also believe that they don't have the same hazards that we do. Okay, you know, I I have a couple stories of people watching a Bigfoot get bit by a cottonmouth and it just shrug it off like meh. Hmm. You know, so they're they basically they they're they're not affected by the venom that we can see so far. Um, a lot of things give them a wide berth or run away from them. Sometimes um, mm. we see that in stories. Uh, they don't have harsh chemicals. They don't have soda. They don't have preservatives in their food, pesticides in their foods, things like that. that Everything they eat wild and everything that we have ever learned about captive animals. Every single captive animal that we have has a longer lifespan than if they were to live in the wild. And that's because we have the capability of intervening when there is a medical mm. issue. Whereas like Bigfoot, while they could potentially have really basic medicines and medical care, they mm. don't have penicillin. You know, they, they don't have the things that, that we do in order to treat those things. I, I don't know. I don't think their lifespans are that great. However, 
personally, well, minor injuries I do... too. A, a minor wound can become so severe yeah. very oh, yeah. quickly in the wild. Very quickly. Even for a human, you know, even yeah. for us, I mean, they can get people die of sepsis all the time. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, even still, you know, but but I think that they do have very close family. Well, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna so... ask about. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, no, no, no. Sure. I was gonna ask about. Could it be something like like an heirloom that could have been passed down from generation to generation? What, yeah, you exactly. know. Uh, yeah i could see that yeah like we have things all the time that we pass down to each other like and you yeah. know sasquatch i can't pinpoint a particular story i wish i could um because i, I love this topic but they seem to be really sentimental creatures um, yeah and, and especially with death you know what i mean like we believe that they bury their dead um yeah. mm-hmm. you know i don't know i'm not sure why they are that but i mean i've heard tons of stories of them you know, giving sentiment to a lot of things. You know, you got people that supposedly feed them, and then they get little gifts and stuff like that. And, and you know, in return. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I could, I could see them, you know, taking something like, like a hat and hanging on to it for, you know, generations. Yeah, yeah I, I could see, see that. that. I mean, I even I, I brought this up to a friend of mine, and he asked me, you know, there's no other animal that's wild that does something like that. And I said, right. well, yeah, we have otters. Otters will take a particularly interesting rock that they like and pass it down for generations at times. They have a mm-hmm. skin, they have an entire skin pouch in their body that they hide it in. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is my rock. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah. This is my rock. Yeah. Uh, we've seen gorillas do it. Once, yeah. once a gorilla gets attached to somebody, um, you know, like someone who's taught them sign language or something like that, like zookeepers and stuff. We, we've seen that before uh, here in the Jacksonville Zoo. We have a gorilla that wears a leather uh, heart pendant that the original zookeeper that that kept that gorilla that, that died, they gave it to the gorilla and he's kept onto it. Right. Wow. Yeah, they and do have like, sentiment. My cat does it. My cat. Yeah. He just did it yesterday. brought me something, but he likes little pieces of plastic. So he'll take, gifts too. He, yeah, he gives me gifts, but he'll take little plastic. And what he does is he takes it and puts it in his food bowl. Well, the reason why cats do that, and they do that out in the wild, they'll kind of stash things away that they like, um, and they put it towards their food because they, they're going to protect their food and nobody's going to get to it. But they'll stash away other things that they just, I don't know, they enjoy. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why he does yeah. it, but he does it. <laughs> yeah. Um, my ex-girlfriend had a cat that loved honeydew, but she didn't like the rind. But when she'd eat the honeydew, she would take the rind and put it by her food bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and hold on to it for days. Yeah. Whatever they've done with it. Yeah. Until it started stinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Funny. Then you have to throw it away. So, yeah, I mean, animals definitely, you know, they, they, they understand gift giving. Um, yeah. They understand holding on to things for, for some type of value and what that value is. It doesn't matter. It's theirs to own. But, you know. I had a buddy of mine who had a golden yeah. retriever that kept bringing him dead squirrels. I mean, you know, and it was like and you get into into, you know, studies of, of dogs and canines and behaviors and stuff like that. It's of course, it's everybody knows it's a sign of like appreciation, you know, but still, it's just like really a dead squirrel. Right. Another I, one. I don't want I'm that. just waiting for the I'm waiting for the day when somebody gets close enough to a dog man or says they've gotten close enough to a dog man for the dog man to start bringing them squirrels. <laughs> well, the whole point, <laughs> start the whole point with is, is, yeah, I think animals do understand gift giving and, um, you know, just holding value in something, you know, so why right. not? Why not a Confederate hat be passed down from generation to generation of Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. And I mean, 
for all we know that that young soldier boy could have went back and he could have lived for days, weeks, even among them. And that's where the sentimental value comes from. There's that guy that says that he was wounded. God, I can't remember his name. Maybe Ryan knows. He was wounded and that a family of Sasquatch took him and and took care of him and, and nursed him back to health. And then he. Oh, Ashley, I hope you're not talking about who I think you're talking about. I don't probably not know because this is an old story. Oh, okay. How old is it? Is it the Todd Standing story? Please no. Okay. Good. No, no, no. This right. is, We're not going to talk about that, please. No, fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, let's not. Um, say we didn't. I will, I will probably say it on the air. Fuck that guy. No, no, no. This is old. This is like, I mean, he's very dead now. So. <laughs> is it the Albert Austin? Yeah, I'm curious story? about this Todd guy, but it's okay. You guys don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to push it. But. <laughs> uh, <he's... sighs> no, don't, don't. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry I brought that name up, man. <laughs> He's terrible. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. This was an old, I mean, and that's not, that's not the only report that people have had of, of that happening. Um, other people. Um, what's what's so it. sad is like when he, I remember when he first started his, his pictures and stuff and it was so promising. I was so hopeful that he wasn't full of crap. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people, you Actually, know. Actually, I think you're talking about the Albert Osman story though. Am that I? That sounds like the Albert Osman story, correct? It sounds like it. I don't remember. And then there's, of course, the the story of a guy who I don't remember how long ago it was. He broke his leg out there and he was in a sleeping bag. And like they scooped him up in his sleeping bag and put him in the back of the cave and like fixed his leg for him. And when he like put it on, basically sticks it, put sticks on it and put it together where it would set back right. And the only way that he got away from them was they opened a, a tin of snuff. And yeah, like, that's the Albert Osman story. Oh, is that Albert Osman? Yeah. Okay, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, because Albert Osman thought they were going to try to breed him with the younger female. How yeah, I mean, what I an opportunity. I think the same one, but I know, which, I know which one you're talking about now. No, because this wasn't like, there wasn't a terrible, <laughs> there wasn't like Bigfoot rape involved <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Well, no, there was no Bigfoot rape involved in Albert Osman's story either. He just suspected no. that's what they were going to do. So, huh. interesting. Yeah, what a golden opportunity that would have been. Uh, I don't know. About no, that. I don't know about that. I think you lost me on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then again, I'm I'm that man that I would love to be feral and live among the big feet. So. Well, I love cryptids, but I don't love cryptids. <laughs> I'm not in love with cryptids. Hold on now. I'm not like going to go chase the chupacabra down. I can dream about you. <laughs> don't run away from me. I think it depends on the cryptid. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, talking well. a six foot Are you two more of a Nessie fan? Blue eye cryptid, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, technically, if we really want to start, we could we could classify most women as crypt. Ooh, oh. Why? Oh. <laughs> I'm curious oh. why. What it was the demographic? We exist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you exist, but I'm referring more to the the unknown knowledge thing. Uh, ah, clever, I get what you're saying. That is clever. Good one, Gideon. Unknown knowledge. <laughs> See, do, I'm not as dumb as I sound. What do women want? You know that type of thing. I mean, there's an entire terrible know, movie that about movie that. What a women want. And I still didn't get it right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I watched. I watched it because I had Mel Gibson in it. <laughs> okay. That's like yeah. the only reason. <laughs> didn't 
Adam Sandler wow. that movie in the was 90s. So Adam Sandler put out a song about his love for Mel Gibson. It was hilarious. <laughs> I remember that song. I think he performed it on MTV. I wasn't alive in the 90s. Oh, yeah, that's right. You weren't alive in the 90s? How old are you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This comes up every single time we have guests. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell them. Uh, in August, I will be turning 22. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, you're a baby. Oh, my God. I'm I'm a baby. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> well, jealous. Usually I'm the baby in the field. Huh? Well, humbled me. You're welcome, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. So, Ashers, how old are you? Oh, Let's go no, around. No. Let's figure out how old we are. I'm, I'm, I, sure. I turned 31 in oh, one week. Awesome. Ryan? I know. Happy early birthday. Thank You're you. 41. All right. I just turned 40. So, hey, <laughs> another, right. hey, Ryan's another borderline Gen Xer, millennial, whatever. We're part of that in between generation. We're all like a decade apart, at least. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. <laughs> I I was born in two thousand, so I was granted the the rank of of I was I'm allowed on the nineties council, but I have not not been given the rank of nineties baby. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody that like aside from maybe my daughter that like doesn't remember nine eleven. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, here's the thing: there is a psychological thing that it is a pain in the rear, and I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it because i've had a terrible day at work and my latin is flooding my brain mixing with russian (laughs) so i'm not even gonna try um but basically there are certain traumatic and or uh joy giving as it's explained uh certain immense emotions of events that you can recall before your memory begins if that makes sense so i i don't remember uh 911 itself but i remember my mother sitting next to her mother my grandmother and i remember them looking at each other and i now remember that they looked at each other and my grandmother said i'll go get the kids stay with the baby because my 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 two sisters and my brother were at school oh wow That's i i remember that most people call me a liar but they can bite me wow well, some people have very, very uh, specific memories, um, you know. From, well, especially tied uh, to nine eleven. Even no matter how young yeah, you are, right? I mean, you know. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. It's just interesting to me. I thought that was uh, neat. I guess I, I, I never really thought about it. I, I talk about I, me and Pat did a whole episode on it, and uh, you know we talk about the difference because because Pat was an adult when it happened, and I wasn't, um, and kind of the different perspectives at the time when yeah. everything happened um, was very interesting to kind of compare. And then we also talked about how it was probably an inside job from mm-hmm. the government. So <laughs> yeah, I got through half of that episode, and then I got to work. So and then <laughs> I forgot okay. about it. <laughs> so I need to go back and first... listen to the whole entire episode again. It was one of the first Pato episodes, so it was, you know, it was pretty good. Um, no, I don't like, I'm not crazy about all the conspiracy episodes, to be honest with you. I, um, I'm not either, but there yeah. is one conspiracy that I will hands down do an episode about every single time, and that is Missing 411. Okay. There you go. Okay. I label that a conspiracy because there is so much bull about it. Yeah, fair enough. That, that... that people either throw out there or that is being hidden. I mean, sure. you cannot honestly tell me that millions of people a year go missing in our national parks and no one's aware yeah there's and no just, one's cataloged it there's at the just least. too many cases of it 
Mm-hmm. I mean, David Pilates did a extreme does does still does an extremely great job. I follow him on like every social media possible other than Twitter. And he still puts out you YouTube videos. Twitter. I, I just haven't got that far yet. Oh, I'm still new to Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he was sure. on. Do you have a favorite case from there or no? Um, yes, it is. I can't remember the name of the boy. I think it was Dennis was the name Dennis of the Martin. first name of the boy. Dennis Martin. Yes, that is my favorite story because. That's mine at, too. At that point in time, um, that that happened when? That was what, in the 50s. what year was that? And yeah, when? it was in the 50s. It was in the 50s, I believe. It's in the 50s. Yeah. Okay. So my grandparents were going through Cade's Cove. Okay. The day before. Oh. Whoa. Interesting. That is really, well, really neat. So did they? Do they remember? Well, you said they were going through there. They, the, did they? They, were, they went through Cade's Cove the day before, and they were in Gatlinburg the day of. So they probably heard about it. So they heard about it, right. and I, I am actually this weekend going to. Basically, my grandfather's getting up in age, and he's denying to do a heart surgery that would prolong his life for some years because he doesn't want to because it's it's boring. It's oh. not worth it at this point. He's just tired. I don't want people cutting me open when I'm tired. He's he's an old man. He's he's bitter at sometimes, but I love the man. He's funny as all get out. I love my grandfather. Um, I go uh, every second or third week of the month and sit on his back porch with him. And we just sit there for hours and talk. Nice. And this weekend, I found out from last, uh, the last time I went last month at the end of the month, uh, I found out from my, from his wife, which is, you know, my grandmother, um, I found out from her that they that they were there, him and his, his first wife, my, my father's mother, were going through there the day before. And I'm going to talk to him about it. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, That's a- to be continued. Yes, sure. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting case. Ryan um, wanted to do a show about it for a long time, and I don't know what the hell he was talking about. And then he starts yeah, like I, describing it to me. I yes. That case. If, so- if y'all do this episode, I want it. Well, it hit oh, okay. me. That, you know, this was a case that I was familiar with, um, but, but I wasn't you just didn't familiar. Know. Well, I wasn't familiar with it from a, um, a cryptozoological or, or Fordian point of view. I was, I was familiar with it just through true crime. And, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You See, know, there, so that was interesting. There are two leading theories that I personally subscribe to. One, because it's been described a few times in a couple stories I found, a Bigfoot took him off. Or two, mm-hmm. a feral person. Yep. Which... There's a lot of bull popping back. There's a lot of stuff. I, I, I'm sorry to call it bull, but there's a lot of stuff popping up, especially with TikTok now, about yeah. feral people again. Yeah. And so much to the point that the National Park Services made a put out a tweet and a Facebook post talking about there's no such thing as feral people within our parks. That's never been a thing. And then wow. they linked, they linked the Dennis Martin case. Okay, that's weird. Why? Yeah, they linked it and they talked about it because people believe that a feral person took Dennis Martin off. Yeah, that comes from the way the other family described what they saw. Yes, they saw a very tall figure in fur. So, I mean, when they said in fur, what did they mean? Wearing fur or covered by? 
Yeah, I've, I've heard it described both ways, um, mm-hmm. which it's is where you get the Bigfoot took him off camp and the it was a feral person camp. Yep. Um, I think apparently, he's going to a portal. Apparently, the FBI investigator that investigated that case killed himself, killed himself like two yep. years later. Wow. Yep. Ironically, um, his name was Key. Yeah, no relation, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. But on his government phone his sat phone, the last person that was contacted was National Parks HQ. Yep. Two years after the Dennis Martin case. The only case file that could be found that he had at his home address where he killed himself was the Dennis Martin case. Yep. Checked out from archives. Mm Mm-hmm. I personally think that he, he was told or found something that was just so overwhelming that he killed himself. I think or so. well, my my personal theory, the fact that the call from uh, National Parks HQ was an incoming call, not an outgoing call. He didn't call them. Mm. They called him. I mm. think that he found something out or was told something. And then basically they they Bill and Hillary Clinton. Did. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Could, Could it be. be possible that instead of. Um, yeah, they whacked. Well, him. Yeah, instead of committing suicide, he was suicided. <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> no, Asher's not that kind, not the fun kind. <laughs> I'm That's stupid, okay. I'm so sorry. That's dumb sometimes. I get it. I get that, was, it. That, was, that was a joke about a tragedy, and I absolutely love that joke. <laughs> I just heard whacked, and, you know, I, my, that's where my, my brain went. I, uh, I have a very dark sense of humor, so there's very little that will offend me, and I'll probably roll with it or laugh at it. Well, yeah, you listen to my show, so I mean, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, I, yeah, I've never found a bad joke in your show other than a joke that Ivy made about tarot, but that's simply because I have a disposition toward tarot. Sure, <laughs> I've, okay. I've never had anything good come out of that. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that, but I also understand. Um, I've had exactly three readings in my life, and all three of them have been utter bull. Wow, that's mm. unfortunate. The, the first one was the, the first girl you fall in love with, you'll end up marrying much to your disposition. Never married her. And it went in my favor. Uh, we still talk to this day. She's now married with three kids. That went all kinds of nowhere. Uh, the second reading was that uh, I'll be dead by 25. Uh-oh. Wow. Well, that hasn't happened yet. No, it hasn't happened yet, but... Given the fact that looking at the cards, it wasn't a, a two and a five; it was a two and a one. Oh, that's weird. I, that's not how tarot works. That's so weird. That, that is not. I thought you got hit with fake news, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, that second weird. one, I would definitely say, yeah, that's loadable. <laughs> I, I never pay money for them. I'm not that dumb. Um, and then the third one went to that I would have my happiness found with the next girl I love with the next person I love. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I had to move from Oklahoma to Florida for a oh, reason. Man. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It sounds like, well, that's weird. Yeah. Tarot's not supposed to, whoever the hell is predicting the future of tarot cards. They're not, a, they're not, they're just people. They suck. To, yeah. They're trying to make money. That's not how tarot works. It's, in, it's introspection. It's things that you kind of need to focus on right now. Maybe we'll talk tarot another day and, and, and maybe I'll change your mind. We'll see. 
Oh boy! Oh boy! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to let it rest now. Can you? I'm, I'm I'm not very fond of divination of any kind. Well, I don't no, this, I, I don't want to impose. Distractor with something. Hey, Ashley, fuck the Mothman. Whoa! Whoa! Uh, how could you? Are you? Are, wait, are you giving me permission to fuck the Mothman, or are you trying to insult no, the Mothman? I'm throwing shade at him. Fuck the Mothman. Why, why do you say fuck the Mothman? <laughs> why would you whoa, need whoa, his on, permission? Why would you say fuck the Mothman? You're about to get me triggered, bro. No, I'm kidding. You're not getting me triggered. But, right, but what? No, what's the, no, seriously. What? You don't believe in the Mothman? No, okay. I do. No, it's a joke <laughs> <I have>. it's <laughs> Asher's a- Asher's is like Mothman Extraordinaire. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my. That's when it my, comes uh, to things, and like that's how I ended up. The first conversation I ever had with Asher's was in fact oh, about okay. the Mothman. Was it? Because we talked about yeah, the yeah. yeah, we talked about the Mothman prophecies. And oh, how how much I think it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I asked you because I I had somebody tell me or i've read it somewhere or something to that effect that the mothman was a alien captive that escaped and indrid cold was here to hunt him down i've heard that yeah maybe that's who that maybe that's you i've heard that from people say that yeah no that's not the yeah you said at that point you hadn't heard of that but that sounded like something from the mothman prophecies and you can guarantee me that because of how close you are with uh miss tanya and all that 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 is not the case (laughs) I, th- I believe I asked her about it too when when I did the um well, I mean I've, we've talked about it before but uh, when I did the interview with her I think I I pointedly I pointed that out to her and asked her because um, you weren't then other people have said it since then because I went on uh, Paranormal Roundtable and Josh Turner talked about it too um, and it was interesting so I it, it's I know it's something that's been floated around by a couple of people but I asked Tanya about it and she's like. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yeah, you know, if ridiculous. anybody knows Indrid, it's, you know, the lady that has a relationship with them, friendship, whatever, mm. you know, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Um, but yeah. That's, I, I, that's I just can't one. wait for the news, for the news to break when you finally get to meet him. When I get to meet Indrid? Yeah. Yeah. Tanya says he, he knows about me and I'm like, oh, good. That's, that's great news. Um, you know, I'm hoping that, um, you know, it, it happens. I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen through her. And she's been in very, very bad health lately. So I'm like, no, Tanya, this meeting needs to hurry. <laughs> 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 you know? At least jot down my address for him. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. When I did the Christmas card this year and, uh, you know, I did. They were just very simple. But I was putting stickers and stuff in the cards and sending them to people. And uh, I, I sent one to Tanya for Indrid. Oh, that's so, nice. That's I, sweet. I, I'd like to think that there's an on Wednesdays we talk weird sticker on a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be kind of nice. <laughs> it'd be yeah, it'd be cool. But so, something else that I think Ryan needs to dive into is I have uh, our first episode of the Burning Bell podcast. Um, you should go out and listen to that. It's called The Wretch. I had a guest Nick Lemoose on. Um, okay. To talk about it, you should dive into that because I have a personal encounter with that. Longest night of my life is what I call it. It is literally I can find nothing except for one video on on the World Wide Web. If I never had an encounter with this thing, I would think that it's absolutely fake and just some bull somebody made up. But it. There's a video by the One Candle Society podcast on their YouTube channel called mm-hmm. The Wretch. Um, yeah, 
you, you should go listen to both videos, um, my podcast episode and theirs, and come back and tell me what you think. Absolutely. I can do that. It is it is wild. Yeah. I will tell you this, that nothing works. Like, you know, the whole normal folklorish ways of warding things off, crucifixes, mm-hmm. holy symbols, holy water, you know, it, throwing anything urine on throwing it. Urine on it. Do what? <laughs> throwing urine on it. I didn't try that, but there were women in the room, so I didn't think that was appropriate. <laughs> oh, you're such a gentleman. <laughs> hey, we'll definitely check that out, though. I, I would love to definitely, like, have you check that out and do a little digging into that and then come back, and we could possibly do an episode about that where we get a, a cryptozoologist's standpoint on the possibilities of it and what that kind of thing. Because it's kind of an unresolved thing because there's a handful of encounters, but they are so hard to find okay. that it's ridiculous. Oh, get my curiosity peak now. I, I was hoping so. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'll be looking <laughs> it up right when we're done here. So. <laughs> my, mi- my mission is accomplished, then. Your curiosity is peaked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Nicely done. So... Where where else do you guys want to head with this this conversation? Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of a, I don't know, your call. I suppose it's your show, right? Yeah, but I'm I'm very open toward what my guests have. Oh man, because know. what you bring to the table adds what me and Chris brings to the table, and then we have an entire pie. Are you? Uh, oh, <laughs> Jesus! Are you? Um, <laughs> Want to stay on Dogman track, or do you want to go somewhere it else? Doesn't matter, well, to me ask if it, it doesn't was, matter to me. I was going to ask fun. if it was, you know how there's different dog breeds. Is it possible that there might be different dog breeds of Dogmen? You oh, know, yeah, given the yes. Given the fact that we have different shapes and sizes of, you know, some are more buff, some are taller, some are shorter. Um, what's to say mm-hmm. there's not different breeds of Dogmen, just like there are different breeds of canine? That would make sense. I'm going to say yes and no, um, because I'm going to stick with my personal theory. My personal theory, again, is that these things don't exist terrestrially. Mm. They exist. They're a different. They're some type of interdimensional creature. Um, I mean, that's what I think. Let's just say that interdimensional, though, there might be different types. Yeah, I was about to say, let's just say that in on the other side of the interdimensional plane, there's a, a mock or another earth there, and it's populated by, the, let's say, dog people. Yeah. I mean, you have different races of people people, so why wouldn't there be different, you know, breeds or races of dog people? Well, didn't, didn't Gideon, haven't we talked about the possibility of different types of, of Sasquatches? Yeah, yeah, we definitely have. Oh, there's I mean, definitely like, different types yeah. of Sasquatches. There, there's yeah. different, definitely different types, especially depending on where you are in the world. Like, uh, I think it's China. China or Indonesia has the Orang Pendek, which is basically mm-hmm. like a three, four foot tall right. Bigfoot. Um, uh, you know, China has like a 12 foot version. Canada has the Janosqua, which is usually 12 foot and white hair. And then there, there's, of course, um, the Yeti in the Himalayas. And, you know, yeah, there's the Yeti. Sasquatch there's the Yowie down and, in yeah. Australia. You have the Yowie down in Australia. You've got, I think Japan even has a Bigfoot, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do. What is that one? It's got a couple of different names depending on the regions of Japan, but I can definitely come back with that information for you. 
Yeah, that's a good um, question. Well, they, yeah, they're everywhere. They, they do. They're different species. I, I guess I haven't settled. Um, I've settled as far as they're interdimensional, but I haven't settled as far as when you people see them, is that what they actually look like, or are they projecting that image to look like that to us? That's a, mm-hmm. like shape-shifting. Kind of like shape-shifting, um, but more of like a, a like a manipulation of right. our mind. Yeah, it'd be more like a mind shift than a yeah. shape-shift. Right. The you hippogon. Know, well, kind of like you were you talking go. about, is that, what is the hippogon? The hippogon is the, the Japanese Bigfoot, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard that term. I found it, so it's like, boom, there it is. I got it out there. Okay. Oh I was going to say, weren't you just It's kind of like you were talking about. When... Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. you know. But when you were talking about the uh, werewolves and kind of, you know, giving us the appearance that these people are transforming into these things, rather than the people transforming into these things are giving that appearance, that's what they're doing for themselves. Um, you know, because I, I kind of believe that they take these forms because we can't perceive them how they actually look. It's not possible because we're only third dimensional creatures and they're, they're not. Um, and but they want they want you to know that what you're seeing is significant and odd. That's why they don't just take the shape of like, you know, a fox or, you know, or maybe they do. Maybe So like they don't take the shape of deer, but maybe they do. And they end up being not deer because it, they just look a little fucking off so that you know that it's strange. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, but I that, think... that that's starting to sound like skinwalker territory. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Skinwalkers <clears throat> are people. Yeah. That's not really the yin Yeah. They're, they're a little, they're a little different. They're, they're, they're from here. They're not from somewhere else you know these things are from somewhere else and, yeah uh, right they come here for right, and for right. what reason you know that that's that's the mystery we might not ever know um until they tell us you know and give us that knowledge but um you know maybe that's, they're that's interdimensional bandits Ooh, they're here to steal like, things they're they're in the interdimensional bandits they like show up and and steal something of what we believe is and what they believe is immense value to humans like maybe they're like tricksters mm. You know, haha, we've right. stolen your clothing. It's like, eh, I'll go buy some more. Just to be assholes. I mean, if you could traverse the <laughs> dimensional I'm assholes. sure that you would just be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you would just go around being an I mean, some people, we got asshole people that do shit like that. You I got to be mean? honest. So like, why wouldn't they? I I would totally do that. I'd be an interdimensional asshole. I'd just go around messing yeah. with people. If, I, if, if I had a. If I had a time travel device, I would definitely be that guy that, like, I'd right. go back in time and just inconvenience certain historical right. figures just for the fun of it. Like, you see this pen? I stole this from Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> and Thomas Jefferson's like, where the fuck's my are pen? Any you guys, <laughs> Where's my are quill? Are you guys into uh, stand-up comedy at all? Uh, yeah. Dane Cook yeah. had a bit a long time ago about how if he went back in time, he would go back to the night that his mom and his dad had sex to have him and he'd run into the room and smack his dad on the ass and <laughs> be like, ah, I'm your son. I'm from the future. And then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. The reality of that is he would probably cease to exist because that's a mood killer. Right. right. I mean, I'd at least run into the room, smack him on the rear and be like, attaboy champ. Dane Cook was the man. Back in the day. But, uh, yeah. So was Bill Cosby, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
too soon? No, no, not too soon at all. Wait. <laughs> it's never too soon in the comedy world. Amen to that. Asher's is laughing so hard she had to mute herself. That's yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Fucking Bill Cosby. We we're just Bill talking about Cosby. him the other day. Oh my god. He should you know how OJ released the book <laughs> called If I Did It? Bill Cosby should do the same thing. Yeah. I think. Oh, oh no, we know he did it. <laughs> right, we know oh, he yeah. knows he we convicted. know he did it. But then again, you know, OJ Simpson knows we know he did it too. You know, I'm convinced of that. And I That's think true. I think like his attitude now is haha, I did it, so what? I'm out, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think you should go listen to the episode we did on it about whether or not OJ really? is innocent. Oh my god, of course you did an episode. Of course I did. Um, because actually a lot of the evidence points to OJ's Really? Son. Uh-oh. Okay. And that yes. OJ covered. All right, I'm going to have yes. to get into this now. It really does. It's it's yep. legit. It, listen, it sounds nuts, right? When you're like, well, no, OJ might have been like kind of he, he's not innocent because he helped cover up a murder. Plus, but when you're like, he, oh, he, yeah. he, he had a track them, record like, of beating the hell out of her, too. I mean, what well, my point is with that is he he fit the profile of somebody yeah. who would eventually kill her, you know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, but even the if I did it book, like there's no actual proof that OJ even helped write it. Oh, that's fair. Uh, that's yeah. not like Marilyn Manson, or not Marilyn Charles Manson, Manson, that's a singer. Um, Charles yeah. Manson, didn't he write a book? Charles Manson did not ever write a book, nope. No, who am I thinking of? There was a serial killer that wrote a book. Mm. <laughs> well, probably a lot of them have written books, they just never go published because... No, this one was published. Hmm, I don't know. This one was published, I don't I don't know. It, maybe it was uh, Kemper, he's really, he's really vocal, Edmund Kemper. Kemper. Yeah, that's that's fair. a twisted story. Dahmer's um, dad wrote a book. There was this book about Jeffrey my, Dahmer. My... It was like a graphic novel that came out. Oh my yeah, god! Like uh, growing up with Jeffrey yeah. or something like that. It... My yeah, friend my Dahmer. friend yeah. Dahmer. That's what it is. Yeah, that is so. I, creepy. I really enjoyed it. I really liked it because it. You know what? It doesn't talk at all about no. him killing anybody. No, no, it doesn't. No, but the, like what's it. creepy yeah, is you know so what this character ended up growing up. And, and doing right you know that's that's the eerie right part. i i never got into the serial killer thing until i found this podcast called lights out podcast and those guys did a deep dive on Dahmer in like two episodes and like i was legitimately scared because i knew uh, Dahmer was a pretty bad dude like i know the joke about always you know he ate people but i didn't know the terrible terrible things he did to children yeah. oh my yeah, god we did a Dahmer show. The Dahmer show was leading up to um, the disappearance of Adam Walsh because there was a lot of evidence that points that it was probably Dahmer. Really? Um, yeah. That, that kidnapped him. Yeah. Yes. Wow. He was never convicted, yeah, but that. yeah. So I remember, I remember the Adam um, Walsh story because I was a kid around that same. Ryan, or yeah, Ryan, you were probably the same thing. But um, you know, I mean, I was, I grew up in Florida. I was born in Miami, grew up in Orlando, and uh, oh, yeah. you know that in the early '80s, it was. You know, I was I was that age. I was born in 81. And it's just like, you know, you hear that my my parents were very protective of me, especially around that time. You hear about kids going missing and then yeah. Adam Walsh happened. Yep. And when Adam Walsh happened, you know, it was just it just became oh, it, it became that much more real for parents, especially if you're a parent yeah. of a young yeah. child. Then And then around the same time was the uh, Atlanta child murders. That was going on around here, around yeah. my neck yep. of the woods now. Um, all I think it was yeah. like twenty something kids ended up being, you know, being murdered. Ended up disappearing and being murdered. 
Um, yep. So you were yeah, just lucky. Was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, the one that I never wanted to deep dive into that I ended up getting forced to deep dive into because my ex-girlfriend loved true crime and stuff like that was uh, John Wayne oh. Gacy. He was oh. the inspiration for <gasps> it, I think. Yes, yeah. I know. He was the inspiration for a lot of things. Yeah, he, I uh, Georgie. He, uh, <laughs> he's a weird guy, you know. Well, well we kind of did it, you know. But the ones that we've done, every time we do an episode on anything that's been done to death, um, and, and I like true crime because I I was a criminal psychology mm. major, and um, yeah, any anytime we we do, I mean, I dropped out, but you know, it's what <laughs> but I'm you were still um, a major. But so. you know, anytime, yes, yes, I was. Um, I like to add something different, something new, um, because these stories have been done to death. So how are we going to set ourselves apart from any other? We're not a true crime po- podcast, especially. So how are we going to mm. make it weird? Um, yeah. With like Gacy, you know, we kind of talked about the possibility of not just Gacy being involved. And there was some evidence there that Gacy. Oh, did yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that episode. Right. And, and so it was kind of like and then how he had connections with another killer that we yep. talked about. Yep. who like they worked together but allegedly never mm-hmm. killed together and then like how he's got ties to um what's his name dean coral all the way in texas yep. and you know from chicago to texas that's a long way and so it could have potentially been like a ring of killers <laughs> and eventually we'll we'll talk about dean coral and you know kind of tie the strings up but we also did one on uh charles manson and how um, i haven't seen that, that episode yet that that's a really actually not, not a lot of people have that's a really good one that people should check out because we talk about um right before that mk ultra and then yes. when we do the manson episode we talk about how manson had all these ties to all these people that work for the government and were working on mk ultra at the time and it's really yep. interesting what? <laughs> i oh, i ahead. have a okay. oh go ahead no no, no. well ahead, i was Chris. just saying you know i i don't mean to go off on the rabbit trail of true crime but there is a crew uh, there is a yeah. true crime story that kind of um goes into the satanic panic that kind of goes into some uh, conspiracy and that's the West Memphis three Um, that for some reason fascinates me. It always fascinated me. Um, I was too young to be watching it, but in 1996 when the paradise lost documentary came out on HBO, I was watching it and I was fascinated of it by then. And I was in middle school at the time. And it's, it's something that I don't know why it still fascinates me the way it does, but it does. Um, but that particular case can also dive into the conspiracy world. Um, you know, when you when you think about the satanic panic and and, you know, things of that nature, I would love to do a real deep dive on that. But that like Asher's, like you said, you know, I mean, that's that's another case that has been beat to death. So many people have talked about it, you know. Right. And you just got to kind of find something about it. I mean, that's why, like, when we did OJ, I mean, how many podcasters out there talk about how OJ might be innocent? Right. Not very many. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a bold move. You're probably one of the few. It is. Right. It's a bold move. And let me tell you, I, there have been people that have mm-hmm. listened to that episode and they'll, like, comment on it and talk about, like, they'll say things where I know that clearly they didn't listen to the whole thing. They just saw the title and immediately jumped to, wow, how dare you say that he might be innocent. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, listen to it. L- go for the evidence. Go well, with the West Memphis and, Three, and go you up. know, they're, they're notorious for the popular opinion is that they were innocent. They were railroaded because they wore black and listened to right. heavy metal music. You know, the, the three I'm talking about the three people who were convicted of killing those kids. Um, 
you know when you when you get into the conspiracy world though and you start learning about what satanic ritual abuse is and some of the the rituals around some of the stuff they do you're like ooh yeah you know you start to think maybe a little differently you know when you start swallowing when you start have... swallowing more of the from a conspiracy perspective we did the satanic panic episode and I... um you know we talked about the uh I mean, the one group that we talked about heavily was the Chicago Ripper Crew, which was a, a group of like five men who yep. would do these rituals and would mutilate these women. And, you know, realistically, what is that satanic panic? Is there a big underground network of all these Satanists getting together and committing these murders? No. But are there groups of indiv individualized people who are doing mm -hmm. that? Absolutely. Yes, there are. Um so it's it's a yes and a no kind of you know coin it's like you know there's always there's always some truth yeah. to the rumors um you know you just kind of have to dig and find it um but it is interesting it, it is fun to pick apart and you know sometimes you find it's not as exciting as, as maybe you thought it was while, while you're right. doing the research and uh then you or maybe you learn new things and it becomes even yeah. more interesting um but I, I have i have a comment on the satanic panic thing about sure. the whole ritual thing Okay, so one of the most common things that people talk about Satanists sacrificing is usually children, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I've heard a lot about that sure. growing up, about, you know, Satanists sacrificed babies and this kind yeah. of thing. It's like, okay, so Lucifer is, you know, the devil is their, their patron, right? Oh, so that sure. means following the lines of, of intelligence and, and logic here. So that means if you believe in the devil, that means you must believe in God. So believing in God, look at the tenets of, of not the tenets of Christianity, but the one simple small part that basically states that if someone is, if a human being is under the age of accountability for any reason, such as, oh, let's say mental handicap, you know, sure. but they have the mind of a child or even an actual child and and it specifically mentions babies themselves and you know the age of accountability is usually about 12 13 somewhere in there so when you're being taught right and wrong that kind of thing when you know the clear line between right and wrong so let's say there's a group of satanists sacrificing a baby how worthless is that sacrifice because the bible simply clearly states that Anyone under the age of accountability, and especially babies, if they depart before their time, they automatically go to heaven. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And it also says elsewhere, because I've had somebody argue the point of, well, they're sacrificing it to the devil, so the devil can claim the soul. No, no, no. The Bible very clearly states that no man or nothing can pluck you from the hand of God. That's true. That's absolutely true. That's so, but the Bible also says that the devil's a, a liar. So the 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 devil yes. could be, you know, one one thing, you know, it it could be is that, you know, he's making people believe that he needs these babies, he needs their life force, their energy, or what have you, um, and he's deceiving people because he's the devil, and that's what he does, you know. And then yes. they, they're going to hell because they're baby killers. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only benefit that the devil would get from that is that the life that that, that child would lead, that let's say, you know, the Bible clearly states that in Jeremiah that I knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb and I have set a path ahead of you. 
I know who you are to become. So I've set works for you to do that only you can do as you are. There are people only you can reach. There are people only I can reach. We all reach different people. Mm. We all talk to different people differently. So the only plus in the devil's category to that point is he is taking that, ending that life and possibly leading astray the people that are to come that that person could reach. But elsewhere in the Bible, it also states that where one does not step up, another shall step up in their place. Mm. Hmm. So uh, the the it's kind of a, a waste in my this is the my, my logical brain thinking. Why would the devil waste his time killing an infant to go to for that baby to go to heaven? Why would he have someone sacrifice a baby for him in his name just for that baby to go to heaven and he never get to see anything about it so other than you're saying, the souls involved you're saying that you shouldn't sacrifice babies but 13 year olds are fine oh oh no <laughs> He's absolutely not i'm not condoning that, that at all no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just kidding i do no, not I, condone uh, that whatsoever <laughs> no 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 I, I i agree with what you're saying it does it doesn't make logical sense. Satanic, uh, satanic panic is something that's been around forever it's Dungeons just, oh, yeah. and dragons. absolutely satan oh, satanic was, panic's cool. been around since the middle ages or even even before that oh yeah it's just called yeah. something different it, it's just mass hysteria that's all it is and you know, it uh, and and depending on the culture and, and where it's happening at at the time depends on the beliefs behind it. Satanic panic just happens to be what we are most familiar with um, recently, um, because that's been I think the most prevalent. I think that we're kind of um, well, that's not true. I mean, we have other denominations of it: um, the Illuminati, um, free, you know, Freemasons, um, New World Order. I mean, it, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. We just call it something else. Um, now again. Is it because there's a whole ring of people that are conspiring to do whatever deeds it is that they're trying to do? Um, probably not, no. But but are there individuals who might be, um, you know, have some type of agenda to push? Absolutely. We see oh, that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh. So I broke out one of my books that I am extremely proud that I own. Um, not for the reasons you probably might think, but the Satanic Panic started in 319 is the original and first incarnation of that mess. Basically, 319 is when the, the Catholic Church seized most of the monarchy's power and started passing laws to create new boogeymen so they could have something to do because they were bored. Yeah, I believe wow. that. And especially if you're in 319. If you're wondering... Oops, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, especially in 319, there's not much else to do. <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering what book I got that from, I yes. have a fourth edition of the Malice Maleficarum. I've never heard of this. The Witch's Hammer. I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, the Malice Maleficarum was written in 321 by a, by a monk. And it's basically the, the Catholic road map to condemning and finding out if a witch is a witch. So that's oh, where we get the the whole uh, if a witch uh, put rocks on her pocket or tie her to a rock and if she floats, she's the devil. Right. Pull her out, hang her and burn her, hang them from a bridge. If they revive by sun up, then they're witches. They must be burned with fire. You know, the sure. common the common witch hunting bull. 
Yeah, the usual. Uh, I wonder, you know, what 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 was the backup plan when they did all these things to these witches and they didn't die? Because I mean, it, that never happened, right? It was just people that they that they killed and condemned. Burn them with fire. It, yeah, I know, but what if they still what if they still lived? Um, the the whole backup plan for that was well, the whole reasoning behind tying. And I, I'm not defending this, mind you, at all. At all. Um, <laughs> uh, you tie them from a rope and hang them off the bridge so that if they revive by sunup and they grow wings like the demons they're supposed supposedly supposed to be, they'll fly straight up and get stuck on the rope and they won't go because the rope was braided by a holy man of God and they can't break can't break a rope braided by a holy man of God. Yada, yada, yada. Flying in place forever. Yeah, they're stuck flying in place until the, the, the local priest can come and pull their malice maleficarum, light them on fire, and then proceed to pray a certain prayer over them wow. that would oh, okay. force expel the demon from their body, and then the body would just go limp and burn. They'd wait till it goes out, pull the body up, cut the rope, bury the dead. I wish witches had wings. <laughs> I feel very yeah, It'd be nice. <laughs> it'd be nice. Like, it makes me wonder like how they came up with this kind of stuff. How they, they came to those conclusions. Imagination. Oh, yeah. Well, Imagination and the fear of what they do not understand and or the fear of things they do not yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am proud that I own the Malice Maleficarum because it is a piece of history that is absolutely forgotten by literally everybody. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Asher's doesn't know what I'm talking about, but it's, it was the field manual for her people back in the day. <laughs> no, like, it's not my people because I don't follow. I don't follow. I'm not a witch in that sense. And I think well, that's, that's not what, what I mean. Oh, are you into Wicca? Okay, thank you. I, I'm talking about like 40 and ex- investigators uh, and such. Oh, I see. I see. I see. They, they, you would carry a copy of the Malice Maleficarum, a copy of your Bible and various Van Helsing type things. <laughs> I see what you mean. Way, way back. Yeah. Before 40 and was 40. And I, I got gotcha. you. I'm picking up. Uh, yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Back then they were called uh, inquisitors and Templars and witch hunters and priests. Sure. <laughs> Pato just calls it monster hunter now. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I could, I could get behind that. I, I will get behind Pato and his monster hunting because that is, that is, if I see a werewolf run across the street, I'm getting out and like pulling the 1911, like, all right, let's, Let's do this, Fluffy. <laughs> yeah, Pat's here for it. When we did the uh, Loveland Frogman investigation, he was like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I, I will, guns and I, everything. We went to this urban town in Ohio. I mean, there's no, there's not even, there's like a, there's there's the river, but there's no wilderness at all. I'm like, you're not shooting shit today. Like, <laughs> well, even if there's no wilderness, there's always that one crackhead who walks up. He's like, hey, man, can I get a cigarette? <laughs> and that's you, the you frog always got to be ready. on the frogman because of his terrible voice from all the cigarettes and drugs. Oh, he just smokes Newports. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Froggy. You can yeah. the next time you go hunting the frogman, bring take a pack of Newports with you and like throw them out there and be like, that's "Here, Froggy idea. man, here, Froggy." <laughs> I got this for you. Huh? I got. The, I tell him I got the good stuff. Uh, the good stuff. Yeah, Newports are like 12 bucks. These are Salem's, right. These are Newports. Oh, Salem's. Oh, I haven't heard of Salem's in forever, man. It's oh, ironic we man. were talking about the killing of witches, and now we're talking about Salem cigarettes. Ooh, full, full circle. circle. 
There was not a single confirmed witch ever killed at Salem. There was just two children that had beef against the whole town. Yeah, Yeah. I I totally agree. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they had nothing else to do, and the Puritans were terrible people. And <laughs> Puritans were yeah. wild. I mean, and, and I don't mean that in a they good were. sense. I mean, they was like they were. No, it was like. Well, it, now hold on, hold on. They did have some good wild things. I mean, the Puritans. The first thing they did was they didn't even unload the food. They they showed up ashore and unloaded all the beer first. <laughs> Priorities, man. Puritans, man. And now they're the ones screaming, "Alcohol is the devil." Oh jeez! <laughs> it's like okay. I, why do I sound like I'm on one of the mole commercials? I used to be a singer before I went to smoke. <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round, <laughs> round. Frosted flakes are great. <laughs> I found out on our our creepy Kansas episode that I can do Beetlejuice. Apparently. Oh wow! Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> I can't. Touch. I can't. I can't. Which uh, is close. I- which is very sadly close to my hiya, Georgie. And I'm over here. I'm over close. here like Jesse Ventura. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sounding more like I'm Richard just Nixon. Asking questions. <laughs> you do sound like Nixon. <laughs> oh. You're Nixon Ventura. <laughs> Nixon Ventura. <laughs> I am not. Meanwhile, a meanwhile, if we're gonna talk presidents, if we're gonna talk presidents. <laughs> if we're gonna talk presidents, I'm just gonna sit and be like. <laughs> I didn't pick Hillary. <laughs> that be. was great. <laughs> that, that was, was good. really good. That was really good, yeah. <laughs> Monica who? <laughs> what do you mean, why are the carpets purple? Blue. It was blue. The dress was blue. <laughs> what do you mean, why are the curtains blue? Oh, gosh. Meanwhile, you have George W. Bush over there. My favorite joke from Gabriel Iglesias. I'm talking about uh, Hurricane Katrina and Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. President, what are we going to do about Hurricane Katrina? Well, we're going to find her. We're going to hunt her down. We're going to bring her to justice. We think she's working closely with Al-Qaeda. Katrina, Qaeda, they both got a K. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor George. He's pitiful. <laughs> he got so much crap, but he's not well, getting as he... much crap as this guy. You know, you know I, I, that's, we, we no, no, let's not. Let's just make yeah. fun of him. Okay. We, yeah, let's make fun of the presidents sure. themselves after they get out yeah. of office, please. Sure. I think that's a good rule. Yeah, I think that's a good solid rule. But yes. meanwhile, I mean, my personal favorite president was Teddy Roosevelt because that man was a beast. Man walks up and shoots him in the chest, and he, he finishes, finishes the speech. The speech. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he was nuts. He's I do ass. not know whether you are fully aware, but I have just been <laughs> shot. But it takes more than that to take down a bull moose. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. That's a direct quote. <laughs> yep, that's the beginning of the speech. <laughs> we, don't, they, we don't have presidents like that anymore. Mm, that's for sure. No, they don't make them like that no more. Then yeah. you have Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. That man you know was what? wild. And look, and I, I'm, I'm not going to say whether or not I'm a Trump supporter. But here's the thing: people say that people criticize Trump about about being the worst president ever. Have you read anything about Andrew Jackson? Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson has <sighs> got to be by far the worst. I mean. You were talking about he he took. Uh, go ahead, Gideon. 
he spent most of his time in duels rather than, you know, governing exactly. the nation. <laughs> his, his words on his deathbed are, there are two things that I wish I would have done. I wish I would have freed the slaves sooner, and I wish I would have shot that SOB Burr. <laughs> Burr was his vice president. <laughs> Let's not forget, he William also rounded Burr up was... all the Native Americans and sent them out, out west. Yeah, there's, there's that. There's the yeah. whole trail of tears. And then William, but William Burr. William Burr, uh, at his inauguration speech, um, Andrew Jackson was getting up to make his speech, and someone in the crowd heckled the coat he was wearing. So William Burr pulled his pistol and shot the man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was Thomas wild. Jefferson. Hit, hit, hit. I mean. <laughs> yeah, right? Thomas Jefferson had a pet sheep that he named this abominable creature, and in 1881, that thing killed a small boy on the White House lawn. That's that's a very good sheep. Well, not really. Do you know what know. Thomas Jefferson's uh, response to this was? What? Let it be known throughout the the callers in the street that I've had this abominable creature as dinner. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> like, dude. <laughs> Everybody talks about uh uh, what's his name? George Washington being the crazy president. No, <laughs> no, he was There's the same. There's also LBJ who apparently had a huge penis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then uh, I think it was while Reagan was president. No, Reagan. no, it wasn't Reagan. It was Roosevelt. Uh, Reagan's um, man. The first one. <laughs> uh, had um, Winston Churchill over who claimed he had a skin condition. So he would only wear clothes while he was in public. Who he would sit naked in the parlor in the Oval Office sit naked and with his legs crossed, smoking a cigar, drinking brandy and talking with the president. Okay. Wow. <laughs> sounds like a party. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a skull and bones <laughs> initiation <laughs> or something. Like it sounds like a party. <laughs> Winston Churchill over there puffing on a cigar. Welcome to democracy, my fat lad. <laughs> we won't fight I them. Mean, if I was that important. I suppose I would I would probably do very similar antics. If it were legal. As, as all yeah, as all of these presidents. No, if you're the fucking friends with the president or you are the president, no, fuck that. I would I would be ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's that's fair. That's fair. They'd probably make a Netflix special about you these yeah. days. I think that'd be great. <laughs> the first female president and the wildest one. <laughs> and the wildest. I'm just fucking fat shit every day of the week. <laughs> So okay. we have this bill, this bill, and this bill for you to sign, Madam President. Well, I'm going Bigfoot hunting at three, so this better wrap up quick. <laughs> I would order everybody in the whole nation to go look for Bigfoot. Don't shoot it unless you have to, but I would order I, everyone to I'm, go look for Bigfoot. I'm sure by that point, if you make it to president, according to yeah. one of the theories that I got rolling around in my head, you wouldn't sure. have to look for Bigfoot. You'd probably just know. They'd probably clue you. Well, one in. of the theories about Bigfoot is that own. it is a government experiment gone wrong, isn't it? Isn't uh, that one of the theories? I'm not saying whether or not I buy into that one, but I mean, there's a lot of theories around Bigfoot. There, that is a one theory. There's a lot of theories that Bigfoot, you know, well, is known by the government. I, I debunk that theory simply for the fact that Bigfoot is, according to Native American tribes, much older than the government. That's so true. yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's been around for a very long time. I, I don't I mean I my don't... favorite people to listen talk about Bigfoot is the Native American 
tribes because they have so much in-depth lore and they know so much that we can't even dream of. And it's just knowledge in their head, and everybody just passes them by when it comes to the Fordian explanation. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've i never seen very many Native American Fordian hunters, so, I mean, what does that tell you? Well, I think that's mostly I mean, either they know something we don't, or they just have all the answers to everything. I think that the, it's because the Native Americans don't like us because we're white people, and they don't want to share things with white people because we've already taken enough from them. They don't have anything that's sacred anymore. Yeah. Um, so they don't share. Well, that's not 100% true. Mm. I mean, um, one of my ex's sons, her, her, la- her youngest, is half Apache, half Blackfoot. And he absolutely loves to sit and talk with me about the weird and strange and Fordian because I'm honestly not like most people. I'm, I'm going to sit and listen not do most of the talking that I think that's where some of the biggest problems come from. Not really that we're just, Oh, we're white people and we've done so, so many terrible things. That's probably a good portion for a lot of people, but I think it's because let's be honest, white people, we never shut up. <laughs> that's well, that's a good point. I don't know. The ones that I've talked to are pretty gung ho that uh, they don't want to share these things with us because they feel, I don't know, Ryan, you, you spent a lot of time with a lot of native Americans. What do you, I didn't catch all that. Actually, you kind of cut off. Well, I was just saying how, uh, you know, most Native Americans don't Did talk to us her? about their lore. Uh-oh. There we go. We got her back. Here she is. Am I still here? You're good. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to keep talking. Is that... Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't hear her either. Oh, no. Did she drop out again? I think oh, she Oh, there did. you are. Well... Uh, there you are. And there you went. <laughs> and there she goes. Okay, I guess it's uh, time to wrap this up. Yeah, fascinating. The government's not liking it. Do what? Fascinating conversation tonight. Oh, I Man, really, Ryan. really did. It was very Absolutely. nice. Uh, nice to meet you over the airways, Ryan and Ashers. If Likewise. she's listening, Absolutely. Right <laughs> let's 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 uh, let's let everybody know where the socials and stuff are, and I I can add Ashers in later. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like she said, you can find us over on uh, Monster Radio on YouTube. We'll be uploading to other platforms eventually. Just not yet. But, you know, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, add me up. Shoot me a message. Say hello. Is that what what's the, the handles that you use for that? Well, over on Instagram, it's that crypto Ryan or that cryptid Ryan. But just look up Ryan Trembley and you'll find me wherever I go. Ryan Trembley. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right. And of course, our socials have not changed. Uh, our Twitter is at Veil Burning. Uh, our Facebook is The Burning Veil Podcast. And we even have an email, The Burning Veil Podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're on Anchor and Spotify for now. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Keep your ear out because um, we're definitely looking at, at expanding. Um, you know, to yes. other platforms and definitely shoot us emails too, as well. We, we, we're all about engaging with you guys, with the listeners. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you, Ryan. Uh, thank you, Ashers, even though I don't think she can hear me right now. But hey, thank her. All the- I'm putting I, I, it I, out it's there. Our pleasure, guys. <laughs> it's our pleasure, yes. guys. We really enjoyed this. Well, likewise, bro. Well, I hope to have you all back on. Definitely, for sure. Awesome. All right. Just so, let us know when. We'll be here. Absolutely. I will definitely let you know when. So, this has all been right, another you guys episode. Take care now. This has been another episode of the Burning Bell Podcast.